Yo, 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 it's Broish, two brothers talking Notre Dame football. Sink, sink, ah. Can someone please save Notre Dame again, please? Clutch! Yeah. What's happening? Not much. Well, 300. I hit the milestone. 300. Oh, has it been 300 days? 300 days today. No smoking. So, but I should have been smoking after that game. No, <laughs> the smoking isn't enough. No, I know. That was a bad game. 31-23, Clemson beats Notre Dame. I'm your host, Mannix, and my brother, Clutch. Yo, hello, folks. We're going to talk about how Notre Dame screwed up this past Saturday. I love how the music just cuts out. It's like cut. Um, anyway, uh, 31-23. Notre Dame had plenty of chances to get back into this game. And um, and again, it was it was almost identical to the Louisville game. You actually called it, Clutch. You actually said something in text message form. Uh, the, same, the same thing. That uh, this is reminiscent of the Louisville game. That they shot themselves so many times in the foot where they could have come back and uh, tie the game up and uh, gain some momentum, and they couldn't do it. And both those games were on the road, by the way, which says something about this Marcus Freeman football team or program, is that what's going on with playing teams on the road? Why can't we win games on the road? I know we beat NC State on the road, but I don't get it. I I don't see the heart that we used to have because we used to be a road team. A, a big time under Brian Kelly. We won a lot of games on the road. So I, I don't understand it. Um, hot and cold. That's, I think, what you call it. Because it, it's not like their offense is, is terrible. I mean, they have a great running back who's one of the top in the country in Audric Estime. And, uh, and a lot of supporting castmates, especially the quarterback when he's on. But he hasn't been on. He's been, he's the one who's really been hot and cold. And, um, and he kind of proved that with the last few drives against Clemson on Saturday when he just could not connect with anybody. And, um, and Clutchy nailed it again by talking about Hartman staring down receivers. And he, he had for a long time. Um, and into this game, and they, even the commentators were saying, I was listening to the radio broadcast and, and Ryan Harris was, was pointing at it. That he just loves to stare down his uh, receivers. He does. He does. I've seen him a couple times go through his checkdowns, but there are like sometimes it seems like he goes in. He goes in underneath the cent- the center, knowing he's going to pass to that guy, and he doesn't. He just drops back and throws. Um, I would love to see him have some time to throw. I still am baffled that this offensive line was bragging that they were going to. Uh, take the award for the best offensive line in the country. And Hartman is underdressed almost every snap. Now, granted, they lost their center for part of that game, but 
it was like that the week before as well. And he's throwing off his back foot. I was, I've been waiting for the, him to get picked on those because it's like he's doing a fadeaway jumper when he's throwing those balls, uh, like a little screen, help me. And he just dumps it. Um, I think it's a mixture of things. There's, there's a lot wrong with this team. A lot more than we thought would be wrong. They've got another great class coming in next year. And I, they, the coaching better pull their head out of their rear. Well, and I, I, I've heard so many excuses across the board. Um, Sam Harton, the, the only one to really kind of step up to the mic and say, hey, bl- blame me. Which, yeah, it's, it's partially his fault. But, um, you know, when Harry Hillstan handed over the reins to Joe Rudolph from Virginia Tech for the, to become the offensive line coach, I don't know what he's done has translated into uh, what we were used to seeing under Harry Hillstan and, and, uh, and some of the other offensive uh, line coaches back in the day. But they have played subpar. Yeah, it's um, I mean, uh, I think the defense is solid. Uh, they look pretty good. Um, I still think they let teams score way too many points. I mean, even if Notre Dame's offense had were, were hitting on seven out of eight cylinders, I still think in some of these games uh, defense needs to stop the scoring early. I do. They do that towards the end of the game. But by then it's too late for the offense to do anything really. Um, but I, I guess the one shining moment is special teams and defense for the most part. Everything else is, well, needs special work. T- I mean, Chris Tyree, for, for all it's worth, had, had one of the most amazing punt returns uh, last week against Pitt. And um, on the flip side of that, had a fumble right off of his face mask. Mm-hmm. So... Those little blunders, I know they happen sometimes, but not to a guy that should be solid in that position, should know what he's doing, and um, that should never happen where it goes off your face mask. I'm I'm going to just I'm going to be devil's advocate with that because I said the same thing at the beginning of the game, and then I started thinking about it as the game went on. Keep in mind, it's later in the year; the sun is not getting as high up I in the air, and it was, and it was, was, was it pretty, I think yeah, it was pretty sunny. So they they flip sides every every four. four. So the first da- the first quarter is when that happened. Third quarter was the other quarter uh, that um, they had the field on that side. And I I'm guessing that's what happened because it hit off his face mask like it was he didn't even see it. No, it um, was. I thought he had um, when I first watched the play in live action. I thought he was already bringing his head down which might have caused, like, I don't know, it to hit to the crown of the helmet. But, yeah, he didn't move his helmet. And then the replay, he didn't move his helmet at all. It just, he just, it wasn't in the position. He should have been, like, a a baby step back to give himself some room because it was Mm -hmm. right in his face coming down. Right, right. Uh, Sam Hartman, 13 for 30, 146 yards, and uh, no touchdowns and two interceptions. I, I, he was overthrowing the ball. He's been overthrowing the ball lately a lot. And uh, in that last series, you saw it. And I was just, I, I, I gave up, man. I was just like, I'm done. Yeah, I turned Can't, it off after the uh, interception. Yeah. So, yeah, it, 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 it sucks because it's, it's, it's our third loss. Um, I, I think we could have handled this, this Clemson team. Uh, our offense, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's like they, 
every team that's come up with a uh, stop against us, or at least found a way to slow us down, we haven't adjusted correctly. We haven't we haven't made the right adjustments either at halftime or whenever, just to be like, hey, we need to go a different route. Gerald Parker hasn't had a he hasn't had a plan in place for something like that to happen. And it's been happening all year is that he's, he just doesn't make those right adjustments. I would be surprised to see him come back next year. I don't know. Um, we'll see what kind of coach Marcus Freeman is, you know, is he, is he going to take a hard look at Gerald Parker and say, you know, I gave you a good first year. I told you, Hey, make a run with it and, uh, and develop some of these players. And, and I don't know. It's kind of yeah. hard for me to say that he's done a really good job. Rico Flores, that's one receiver that I that I think has done a really good job in as far as receivers go. But I think there's other receivers that haven't been able to improve themselves. You got Flores, who's a freshman, right? And then you got yep. this. Then you got a guy that walked on the team, and yeah, he's probably the Faison. he's he's the next guy that you're looking at like this guy's got some moves. He looks like maybe he could be a, you know, he's got that small body size. He, like, a, he, um, you remember Joey Getherall? Remember Joey okay. Getherall? Yes, I do. Yeah. He's not, yeah, he's not that oh, small. Yeah. Bring up a video, bring up a video. I'm, 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 I don't know. No. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see right he's, now. What's, what's this guy's name? What's 80? Hold on. How tall is, um, hold on. I, mean, I, well, I can pull up Jordan face on right now. I just say Robbie Toma. Yeah, but I don't know. He has the legs. They're not that big. But no, no, no. He has the legs like Gatherall. He just reminds me of his his, the way he runs, the way he he just runs routes. Just these quick little feet and skinny little legs. Uh, How tall is uh, Jordan Faison? Don't tell me. Well, and that's it's um, he's like that because of lacrosse. I mean, you've got that lacrosse stick in your hand and you're trying to get around a guy at the last minute and try to juke him. Um, right. So he's he's five ten and eight, and now the other one's like five two or something like that. Shut up. <laughs> uh Joey Gatherall. Oh man, five foot seven. That's close. <laughs> five foot seven. Five foot seven. Would I say a uh, five foot ten? Jeez. Yeah, so he's yeah, phase on in an eighth. In eighth, yeah, he's three three inches, three inches and an eighth above three point uh, two five inches. Damn, I didn't know so Gatherall was that small. Three point twelve twelve one twenty five, yeah. Something like that, right? I don't know. Body size. I mean, look at Gatherall, man. He's a speedy little receiver too. I'd love to watch him play. Yeah, that he reminds me of him. Um Another receiver who actually started out really well against lesser opponents was uh, Jaden Greathouse, and um, but he is he got um, hurt, and then next thing you know, uh, he came back and he hasn't run, but he hasn't been playing very well. He actually had a couple he, penalties on him, didn't he? he over, got, uh, against Clemson, he got hurt, and then by the time he came back, somebody took took his gold beats that uh, Hartman gave him, and so he was like, "Fuck this place." What? <laughs> <laughs> the stories that you come up with <laughs> um 
Yeah, he's been he's been off the radar uh, since the beginning of the season for the most part. Yeah, it's just well, he had a he had a pass interference call. He had I think he had a holding call and a pass interference call that were actually pretty pivotal in the game. Well, I'm, I'm going to change the subject a little bit. So we have plenty of time to talk about everything here today. Notre Dame is now uh, wrapped up in the college football rankings with a bunch of teams that you'd never have seen in the top 25. We've got Notre Dame at 22. Uh, they're just behind James Madison and Tulane, the Waves. Uh, right behind them is Liberty at number 25. Wow. So it sounds like the rankings of uh, – it sounds like the schedule for the men's basketball team really is what that sounds like. Tulane, James Madison, and Liberty. We'll so. talk about that basketball team coming up because they're actually playing right now against Niagara as we speak. Yes. Um, and Coach – Shrewsbury's first AKA season. Strawberry. Strawberry. Yeah. Was it you or uh, our father who uh, Bruce. started that? Bruce, Bruce. it was. Um, All right. <clears throat> See uh, some more stats here. Uh, Audric Estime has 17 carries, only 87 yards. Wow. That's surprising because. How many were in this? How many of those yards were in, in the, the first half? half? Or no, first no, half none. I think he had three carries or something like that for eight yards or something. I don't know. It doesn't break that down. Um, And then, yeah. And then, I mean, wow. Jadarian Price, he ran it twice for five yards. I mean, they're really starting to try to get, you know, give more carries to Audric. But, and I, okay, that's fine. But some of these other guys have been playing pretty well, too. Yeah, but you can't run love or. Is it price, pain, and love? Is that the three guys? You gotta, but you got to have packages for them. You got yes, you, you can't run them. Up, you can't run them up the middle like you do estimate. No, 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 no. That's they what they're got, doing. They right. come in, they run up the middle, right. get stopped, right. and then they turn they around have, and they're like, they "Oh, let's put it." I know. It's offensive. The offensive play calling sucks. It's bad. Oh, yeah. It and is then bad. how about that? That this this bothered me. First down and goal on their on on um. Clemson's three-yard three line. Yeah, I remember. And Hartman walks up to the center to take the snap, and the entire Clemson team is on the line. Yeah. Goal line package. Something tells me I you need to do a play action or something there. Right. Because running it, you're not going to – it's Clemson, not right. freaking – not Liberty. You're going up against Clemson. You're not going to run up. If you get up the middle, that'll be great, but you're all line. Can't even block out a play pass. So you might as well – pick a different play and what they do they ran it up the middle and didn't get any uh yardage at all they they were what three three and out and they had to kick a field goal i think didn't they yeah i think is what it was yep. yeah that's stupid if you're on the three large line you should be able to get it in the end zone yeah i'm i mean the the red zone oh the it's a play calling it doesn't matter if it's a red zone or not it's it's simply the play calling and there's no strategy mm-hmm. to change the play in game mm-hmm. so I don't know. Actually, I did see a tweet um, by Pete Sampson. He kind of uh, he tweeted this out uh, yesterday. It said, uh, "Make what you what you'd like of these statistics." Notre Dame's offense averages six point eight one yards per play. I that's, read this tweet too. Right. That's thir- hold on. That's thirteenth nationally and ranks second all time in Notre Dame history. The Irish average is thirty six point eight points per game, which is fifteenth nationally. And it's tied for six in school history. Now, I scrolled down to some of these comments because I was just reading some of these uh, uh, comments that guys were making on here. And and 
one guy is like, now run the numbers again for the power five opponents. Right. And it's like Notre Dame ranks 21st in scoring against power five opponents, 23rd in yards per play against power five opponents. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, it, they're skewed. They're skewed. They put up a, they, they put up a ton of stats in the first mm-hmm. like three, four games. Yep. And then, and then have since Ohio state had just been downhill, you know, they might've, uh, they put up a, a bunch of points against um, uh, Pittsburgh and, uh, and who else? And USC, they did put up some points. USC. Well, again, short yardage situations too. And USC's defense was just atrocious. So I don't know. Can they get past Wake Forest? Maybe. Stanford? Who knows? I I, I don't know. They they could possibly lose two more games. Yeah, listen to you. Join my <laughs> bandwagon. I've been they saying could. that. I remember you yelling at me saying they're not going to lose to Clemson. Uh, well, I thought I and, and they shouldn't have. They should not have lost to Clemson. They Plain shouldn't have simple. lost Ohio State. They shouldn't have lost against <laughs> Louisville. No. They should be undefeated. Exactly. So. And, you know, that might be the homer in us, but it's not because the talent on this team, the, the offensive linemen that they have, and the quarterback that how many years of experience he has, regardless that they had young receivers, they had a ton of running backs, it's the play calling. Right. I think Hartman, a little bit better play with the offensive line, you said it. It's coaching. The coaches need to be better. The playbook needs to be better. Marcus Freeman needs to learn from this as a head coach, and he needs to kind of sweep and uh, or uh, clean house a little bit at the end of the year, and um, and get rid of some of this dead weight. Maybe bring in some some younger minds. I don't know, or maybe some more experience. Whatever they they whatever they have to do over the off season, they need money, and they need to be able to spend that money. Something they yeah. didn't do this last year. Yeah, because the first their first, Freeman's first pick at offensive coordinator didn't isn't there, and he had yeah, he flew in. They flew yeah. him in. He's from Utah. They flew him in, and um, and and they left without closing the deal because of money. So I mean that's a, that's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Yeah, know. I agree. All right, I'm gonna switch gears because uh, we got a bye week again. So uh, no Notre Dame football this weekend, and then yeah, they, they play pick- Wake Forest. No, do that. No, it's yeah. it's a weekend after they have a bye week. I just I just looked at the NCAA. Yeah, November eighteenth, Wake Forest. November. I'm looking right at it. November eighteenth. Was it last year? Was it? I just looked at it today, week <laughs> ten of fourteen. That's this week. I scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Week eleven of fourteen. I go all the way down here. Saturday, November eighteenth. Yep, it must have went into the next week after before I saw it. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay, I agree. Bye. I concur. All right, so we're going to fast forward to, uh, well, today is Notre Dame's, Notre Dame basketball's first game with a new coach. uh, Second game. Second game. No, no, first game. His first game of the season. They they played one preseason game. This is the actual. Oh, this uh, is the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today is. Okay. So uh, with uh, Coach uh, Shrewsbury. Well, they better watch they're tied right. They're tied right now with seven forty-four left in the game. I got seven thirty-one in the game, and they're tied at fifty-one. Okay, so um, this team was down by fifteen at uh, in midway through the first quarter, the first half. I'm sorry, and um, and then they've kind of climbed their way back. 
they got a young team. Um, right now, from what I can see, that they're starting a lot of guards. Uh, Marcus Burton being a freshman guard that uh, is, uh, has been a name thrown around that's been playing pretty well. Uh, the Roper. coaches, Roper has been playing pretty well from what I've heard. And he's, um, he's a transfer bird from Detroit too. Roper's from Detroit, Detroit. Yeah. I think he went to St. Mary's uh, bird bird. Yeah. That's uh J.R. Kaczynski. Um, so I thought Shrewsbury would play him a lot more. He's been playing the whole time I've been watching. He, he has been playing. But I don't know if he started. I don't even know who the starting lineup was today. I should have checked that before we came into this. Um, but he didn't. He didn't. He barely played against in the preseason game. They played a lot of freshmen. Uh, the coach's son, Braden uh, Shrewsbury, looks pretty uh, pretty good. Uh, he was a Penn State commit. He's a freshman, and he came with his father. Kind of weird if he didn't, I guess. Um, he upgraded his degree right there. That's what he Matt does. Zona is uh, is an, is one of the other uh, carryovers from the uh, Mike Bray era, My, uh, and uh, Tony Sanders Jr. Another uh, carryover, and that's about it. If I'm looking at this, Kerry Booth, that he now he's a tall guy, six ten. He's a freshman. They got a lot of freshmen. Shrewsbury did a a, a a damn good job recruiting after Mike Bray left because Mike Bray stayed what until. March, April, then you got to pick that up and start going it. And half the team freaking left, they transferred. So, um, and, and including, uh, what's his name? The, the, the one dude that I thought looked like uh penny Hardaway, but I didn't look like him, but he played like him. Um, what's his name? The Syracuse. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, Why? JJ Starling. Well, Starling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, they lost him. They lost a bunch of other people. They had a ton of fifth year, six year seniors or whatever that were uh that uh obviously graduated and moved on as well. But so they have two guys, two guys that carried over from the Mike Bray area. Everybody else is uh is either a transfer or they uh got brought in, I I believe. They might have been know. recruited by Bray. Maybe not. Maybe uh, maybe there are a couple of the guys on here. I don't know. It's yeah, so it's hard. Z- Zona and the nope, Penn State. Saint, yeah, I was looking Saint, at this other guy, this Saint Kevin, Joe guy, Kevin Naji. Um, he's a forward. Uh, he he transferred. Najee Harris. No, 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 not Najee Harris. Zane Harbaugh. No, he's not any relation to uh to the Harbaugh family. I guess maybe he is. Could be like a fifth cousin or something. Cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Um. However, I was looking up because I, I when I was um, listening to the, their preseason game, um, they said Harbaugh, and I was like, "What?" So I started looking up. I put Harbaugh in the Google search Notre Dame, and uh, they actually, um, what's his name? The his brother John Harbaugh's daughter goes to Notre Dame, and she plays. Um, what she play volleyball? So I don't know. Uh, I thought she played uh, men's hockey. Jesus. <laughs> Men. <laughs> men's hockey oh my gosh well, all right right so uh clutch what do you think about this uh Nordic basketball team are you excited to watch them play it looks like uh it's it's kind of you know it's it's a true notre dame game here that's uh you know about seven minutes left in the second 
half and uh, they're tied. Yeah, that's not good. Um, I'm not. I'm excited to see what they've got, but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything about this coach. He didn't. It, it didn't seem like. Um, yeah, he came from a you know power five school. Uh, unlike Bray, who came from the Blue Hens. Um, that's odd. But I don't know much about him. If he was any good or anything like that, he doesn't seem like it. I never even heard of him before. And uh, I am excited because the the team has pretty much been gutted, which is good. Well, the so. um, I've uh, he he's an Indiana guy, so he he's from Indiana, and he and he actually he wanted to come back here to his home state and coach somewhere in college ranks. And um, and when so when the Notre Dame job opened, he was crossing his fingers to, to see if they would uh, call him up, and, uh, and they did, and. Uh, hmm. And uh, so I think he's uh, I think he's a pretty good fit. They, I, again, very young team. They have a these guys probably haven't even known each other for you know more than nine months. So um, you know it's going to take them a bit to gel. Um, but I'd like some of these players. I mean, some of these kids look you know as freshmen coming in like this uh, this Kerry Booth, big dude, six ten. He looks. Uh, he looks mm. like he's going to be a player down the road. And uh, the coach's son, Braden Shrewsbury, and then obviously we talked about Marcus Burton. All these guys, young guards, and uh, and they look like hopefully they could handle uh, a rigorous uh, ACC season coming up here. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Somebody hobbling? Rooney's, Rooney's hobbling for some reason. Twi- he went on the floor twice and two... And two uh... Oh, he just knocked knees. Yeah, oh, I hate okay. that. That's that's painful. Yeah. All right, here's the schedule, though. Uh, let's take a look at the schedule. Um, see how we're doing on time here. About f- just under five minutes left in the show, Clutch. And um, they are going to... They're... I'm trying to look what kind of... I hate how Google lines up their stuff here. Okay, so they, uh, I don't know who w, who's WCU. Western Carolina Catamounts. W- WCU. <laughs> That's who they play next. The Western Carolina Catamounts. What the fuck is I've a catamount? Never, I have no idea. It's some kind of. It sounds like a, it sounds like a new prescription on TV. So they play this Saturday at Notre Dame. Um, and then they play Auburn. Next Thursday, next Thursday night looks like a primetime game. Uh, maybe this is like, is this the SEC? Oh, it is. SEC, ACC tournament. It used to be the Big Ten, but the Big Ten uh, got pissy and said, I don't want to play you guys anymore. And so now it's the SEC, ACC tournament. And it looks like they got Auburn. Why'd they bow out? Why'd I don't know. Be a bitch like that. Because of the Big Ten, man. I don't know. Speaking of the Big Ten, it looks like within 48 hours we'll know a decision about whether the Big Ten's going to uh, suspend Jim Harbaugh. Mm. And uh, and from what I've read is that Jim Harbaugh and the University of Michigan are going to sue uh, the Big Ten if they come out, you know, with a suspension. Ooh. And uh, so this might get a little uh, little heated in the mm. in the courts. Um, in the next 48 hours. So I guess from what it's, from what it's uh, been said is that they are going to suspend and what they have to do because protocol that they, 
inform whoever they're going to suspend, give them 48 hours to respond. Regardless of what they respond, I think that doesn't matter. They're going to suspend them is what they said. So I don't know. Uh, so I, Jim Harbaugh and University of Michigan, I don't think it'll affect anything that's going on with, uh, with their team. Uh, their team is playing okay. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say they're playing great because they haven't really played great opponents. So I, I, I'm, I can't wait for them to play uh, Penn State uh, this weekend. See how that yeah. works out. All right, well, two minutes into the quick, show. Oh, go ahead. Gotta, go ahead. Got to say one more thing, though, if we're going to talk off topic of Notre Dame. Is, is what I saw true? Did Caleb Williams not only lose another game, he but cry? Was he caught crying in the stands? Yeah, So and, and I saw a lot of people were trying to uh, – <laughs> to kind of back him up, you know, you know, don't make fun of men crying. And someone oh, got no. in there was I like, I cry. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. I cry over a football game that I probably thought I was going to lose anyways. <laughs> well, somebody had, somebody had men, made mention that like, you, sh- uh, you know, fuck you for, you know, s- saying something about, you know, Caleb Williams crying or whatever men can cry. And, and it's like, and some guy responded like, dude, that's, that's not the point. The point is, is the fact that like, we don't give a fuck because Caleb Williams only cares about himself. So the, uh, I don't know if you've watched any of the games we have and Caleb Williams, every single time he's like, cares about himself. He sat on the mm-hmm. bench after they lost to Utah. Mm-hmm. He, you know, two years ago when they were playing Notre Dame, he had fucking D on his fingers. I mean, mm-hmm. who gives a shit about this? Okay. He cried. No. Yeah, he if, looked if, like if a if fool you... in the stands crying with his mommy. I mean, come yeah. on. It's a team sport. Yeah. And so you win with the team and you lose with the team. Go if you want to go cry, great. Go cry with the team. Yeah. Don't, and then, don't jump. Yes. Don't do a don't a do leader. a Lambo leap into the stands and cry with mama on her bosom. Right. That was be a leader. Be that a leader. Was really lame. All right, so. we got a we got our second bye week. Alexa, Alexa's time to uh you know store a little information for us. Hmm. Ah, I don't know. I'm trying to get my creative juices going here. Um, hey, Alexa, put let's watch Notre Dame basketball for the next two weeks on my shopping list. Let's watch Notre Dame basketball for the next two weeks added to shopping list. If that wasn't right, just say, Alexa, remove that. No, that was yeah. exactly right, Alexa. Well, somehow well. I can't get off this damn page. And, uh, the show is ending horribly. What what's going on there? Nothing. Anyways, <laughs> you need to fire that producer in the background. I don't know what he's he or she is doing, but they're not doing a real good job. They're like the offensive coordinator for Notre Dame. Oh my god! All right, hey, we got the week off. Hopefully, Notre Dame basketball starts out on the good foot, and uh, but we'll talk more next week on another edition of Broish. It's okay, guys. Go Irish. We'll be better next time. Go Irish.